title of the message is The Condition of Your Heart. The Condition of Your Heart. God is concerned for your heart. Turn to your neighbor and say, what are you concerned about? What are you concerned about? Many times people are concerned about things that are not God's priority. God is concerned about the condition of your heart. So I want to talk about your heart. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is looking at your heart. God is concerned for the condition of your heart. Your heart needs to be inclined to God. What does that mean? It needs to wait on God. Your heart needs to be looking unto him. It needs to be looking to him, like moving towards him all the time. Salvation comes to those who wait on the Lord. Isaiah 30 verse 15. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning. What does returning mean? It means repentance. When you return to him. When you turn from your activities. In returning and rest, you shall be saved. Rest means you stop fretting and worrying and you rest in him. How do you rest in him? Faith. Faith. Book of Hebrews. Faith is rest. You repent of your sin and you rest in him. In returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. All hell can be raging around you. Your circumstance, your family, your problems. But in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. When hell comes against you, Lean on Jesus. Lean on him. Let your confidence be in Jesus Christ. Rest in him. Tell your heart, be still. Be quiet. Don't let your heart become like a storm. You can control your heart the direction your heart is taking. Praise God. Your heart is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Your heart can also be the place of turmoil, the storm, worry, anxiety, fear, doubt. Or you can choose... To turn to the Lord, reflect on the word, believe the word, meditate in the word, 
still your heart in the word by faith. Your heart is the place where God has chosen to put his word to create faith. And when faith arises from the word, it can be like an atomic bomb going off. Power. Power. But your heart, are you concerned about your heart? God is looking at the condition of your heart. You're thinking, God, heal me of this. Lord, fix this. Lord, this problem, that problem. But he's looking at your heart. And what does he see? Sometimes people are saying, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. And I'll never forgive that person for what they've done to me. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. I hate that person. I'll never talk to them. So the Lord is looking at your heart. Your heart is the powerhouse of God. According to your faith, be it done to you. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. When God looks upon you, he's concerned for your heart. Is there sin in your heart? And one of the great griefs that I have is that many in the church no longer preach repentance, which is the thing most upon God's heart when he looks at us. Did you know that God heals you to save the soul? God heals the body to draw attention to your soul. So God is looking and you're concerned about material things, this world that passes and he wants to forgive your sins. He wants you to have a pure heart. He wants to indwell a pure heart. He wants to have a relationship, a friendship, so that you and him are like this. But so often that's not our concern. The thing that concerns God. But God is ready to give you his will. And his will is to save your soul. His will is to purify your heart. His will is to edify your faith through the word of God. That's what is on the mind of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, and what's on your mind? Turn to your neighbor and say, stop worrying. God is in control. Psalm 37 verse 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. And the context, do not fret. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Turn to your neighbor and say, wait patiently. Rest in him. Your worry actually does more destruction than it'll ever do any good.
wait upon the Lord. He is your saviour. And I have seen people who put their trust in the Lord in the midst of the problem. And the problem has not changed, but their heart is at peace. Do not fret because of him who prospers in the way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger. When people get worried, they get angry. Very often they get angry. They're trying to control their situation. And anger is the manifestation of the enemy. When you worry, you get upset, your flesh gets going, you allow the enemy to come in. So out of the heart flow the issues of life. Out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. So the most important thing is to care, tend for your heart. When the heart is filled with the anointing, with the power of Jesus Christ, it begins, it affects the people around you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. So if we do not tend our heart, we allow ourselves to be provoked, offended, and we work in the flesh instead of bringing the heart under control, discipline. Amen? So for those who suffer anger... You know, you need to discipline yourself. Stop justifying it and blaming others. Take control. Take control of your heart. From your heart flows life or death. From your heart. Hallelujah. When you come to the Lord, quieten your heart before him. Psalm 123.1 Unto you I lift up my eyes, O you who dwell in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to their master, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy on us. So instead of fretting, and worrying and being anxious. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. Psalm 131 verse 1. Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty, nor do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound for me. For surely I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child is 
My soul within me, O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forever. Someone say, get lost, devil. I'm putting my trust in Jesus. My worry is finished. The word of God is here. Amen. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Get your heart right. Get your heart right. Turn to your neighbour and say, come on, get your heart right. Stop thinking. Stop thinking and get your heart right. Hallelujah. You see, if you want God to direct your steps, you're going to have to stop trusting in your own thinking. Hello? The unbeliever, he relies on his thinking. But we who are believers, our trust is in the Lord. When you put your trust in the Lord, I've often said it, but I'm going to say it again. When you put your trust in the Lord, you're trusting him to take control. Some of you want a word from God as to the future. But when you trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways you acknowledge him, then it's like sitting in the car and you're blindfolded. And Jesus is driving and you don't know where he's going. Some of you want prophecy because you don't trust. Hello? Some of you want prophecy about your future because you don't trust him. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Just be quiet. Turn to your neighbor and say, please be quiet. Some of the people, you know, when they come for prayer, they can't stop talking. Just be quiet. Jesus is here. Why don't you just trust him? Talk, 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 talk. Amen. Look, I often don't listen anyway. What am I listening to? Oh, you worry. Amen. I can't help you anyway. It's Jesus. Calm your heart. Tell your mouth to be still. And trust the Lord. Because the battle belongs to the Lord. Amen. The battle belongs to the Lord. Many of you, your problems come in the spiritual realm. A realm that is unseen and not understood by yourselves. And your worrying and your anger and or, or whatever it is you're doing to sort out your problem is not helping. Only Jesus can fix your problem. Let me say it again. Your problem is in the spiritual realm. It's in the spiritual realm. You need angels to battle on your behalf. Hallelujah. You, you go to people who are unbelievers 
you try to get you get their advice, you get their counsel, and you just make things worse. Jesus said, I'm going to send you a helper, the counselor. Amen. Amen. You know, upon Jesus is the spirit of wisdom, counsel, and understanding. He will help you. He will help you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he will help you. Hallelujah. So, your heart is waiting upon God. When, when you come to God, don't treat him like the grocery clerk. When you come to God, you know, it's not like you've got a grocery list. When you come to God, wait upon the Lord. Still your heart and wait and wait and wait. He is like a vast lake, as deep as deep. But tarry in Jerusalem, wait in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. Wait. Stop talking and listen. Some of you, you, you come and you talk, 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 talk with God. Wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. Prayer and waiting on God is the preparation of the heart for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. God always comes to those who are hungry for him. So many times you're asking for this temporary life. He wants to give you the gift to the Holy Spirit. He wants to give you his anointing. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus and the anointing are real. Are real. Are real. Get it into your head and your heart. He's real. He's real. He's real. He hears prayer. You need the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was in prayer and fasting 40 days and 40 nights. And then he went down to the River Jordan. He went into the waters of repentance. And the heavens were opened. And the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. And he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Waiting on God. Live a life where your heart is inclined to him, to wait upon him. When God's looking at you, he wants to see your love for him. He wants to see your love, but you're telling him, God, I need that new Mercedes. And he's, he's what? What? I was looking for your love. Cornelius was in prayer was in prayer and the holy spirit spoke to him an angel came and an angel came and spoke to him rather and said go and call a man named peter and so he sent his messengers off and peter is waiting on god and he's hungry they're preparing the food so he's in prayer and fasting 
and he's taken into a trance. And Jesus shows him that he's not to say anything is unclean because he was a Jew and eating pork and so on was unclean. And he said, there are men coming. You are not to ask any questions, but go. So you've got this whole thing of waiting on God. And then he reaches the house of Cornelius. They're all there. And he begins to preach the gospel. He just opens his mouth. He begins preaching. And the power of the Holy Spirit falls. They're baptized in the Holy Spirit. They're speaking in tongues. The sermon's over. Hallelujah. You see... If you're hungry for God, and not just for the things of this world, you get a Mercedes, what happens if you have a, uh, an accident with a truck? You know, you get this new car and gone. Where's that car in 20 years' time? I mean, some of you, you get a phone or something in three years' time, you say it's old. You know, this world is passing, passing. Why not yearn for the eternal things? That's what God wants for you. He wants to give you the kingdom of heaven, the riches of heaven. He wants to give it to you. Hallelujah. When you come to a meeting like this, don't just come for healing. Come for him. Come for his kingdom. Come for eternal life. Come for eternity. Hallelujah. Come for the Holy Spirit to fill you. Come that the blood of Jesus would cleanse you. Come that God might convict you of your sin and that you go out of here with the joy of your salvation. Amen? Come for something more than this world. Turn to your neighbor and say, Come for something more than this world. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Have you not known? Turn to your neighbor and say, have you not heard? Amen. Have you heard this? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall rise up with wings like an eagle's. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you wait on God, he comes. He gets involved in the situation and he will sustain you with his peace. You know, we have seen so many people, they come with their signs saying depression and they are laid out laughing their heads off in the meetings with joy. He will take your sorrow and give you joy. Amen. When you wait upon the Lord, when you turn to him, he will give you what is of his and take what is yours, all that rubbish, suicide, depression, pain. He'll take it and give you joy and peace and love. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to hear this. 
Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen. Wait on the Lord, Psalm 37, verse 34, and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. Hallelujah. Praise God. When you wait upon God, what does he give you? He gives you the kingdom. The kingdom is his dominion. It is heaven. The kingdom of heaven becomes yours. You know, the physical is a small slice of the pie. Hallelujah. When you get the kingdom, you get everything. Praise God. When you get the... Someone gives you a million dollars. When you look at it from, from heaven's perspective, you got virtually nothing. You got virtually nothing. But when you receive the kingdom, you get the true riches. Amen. When, you're, when you wait on God, you are not like a new ager. You are not like someone doing yoga who empties their mind and their heart. Um, and they're meditating on the emptiness of the universe. Hallelujah. To wait on God is to hope in his word. Everyone say, to wait on God is to hope in his word. When you wait on God, you are filling your heart with the word of God. Because God does nothing apart from his word. Amen. When you wait on God, you are waiting for his word to come. His word is substance. It's content. It's direction. Some people are very spiritual, but they have no root, foundation, no pillars holding up the house. Because they're all spiritual and no word. My words are spirit, Jesus said, and life. So when you wait on the, on the Lord, hope in his word. Amen. So meditating on the word is to wait on the Lord. Meditating on the word is to wait on the Lord. When you honor the word, you honor God in your life. God will do nothing apart from his word. The problem with hyper-spiritual people who are not founded, who have not rooted themselves in the word of God, is that essentially they believe that God will do things in their life without his word. And what happens is many times these people go into sin. Because the word speaks righteousness to us. Because there's no foundation of the word in their meditation, Satan will come to tempt them. It's okay, you love this person, even though they're the same sex. It's okay, you love this person. You can marry them some other time, but you can go sleep with them tonight. And, and Satan, in the spiritual realm, speaks to these people. And because there's no word in their life, there's no direction 
of righteousness. And so easily they can be turned by voices, by their own fleshly heart desires, by the enemy's temptations that will come. And they just end up doing things that seem good to them. When you wait on the Lord, your hope is in the word of God. Waiting comes with meditation. So when you read the word, don't read it like a novel or a history book. When you read the word, wait on the Lord. Meditate on the word. The word will change your heart. The word will correct you. The word will discipline you. The word will cleanse you. The word will convict you. The word will make you like Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So put your hand on your heart. I want to ask you a question. What is in your heart? What is in your heart? Have you been thinking about money, money, money? Have you think, been, just been thinking about your situation? Are you worried? Is there unforgiveness? Is your heart just concerned with yourself, which is selfishness? What is in your heart? Are you lusting after someone? Are you obsessed with someone? Is your heart saying, I will never forgive my boss? What is in your heart tonight? Jesus is calling you. He's looking at your heart. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, I will come into him and sup with him. Do you hear the gentle knock of Jesus tonight? Will you calm your heart and quiet your heart so you can hear his knock? Will you open the door to him tonight and say, Jesus, forgive me. The door is repentance and faith. Repentance and faith. Give us, Lord, a clean heart that I may see you. Right now, just confess your sins to the Lord, whatever it is. Let me help you. Is it sexual sin? Any sexual activity outside of a husband and wife is sin, according to the Bible. That's not what I say, it's what God says. If you're sleeping with someone, it's sin. If you're watching pornography, it's not a distraction, it's sin. If you're going to spiritualists and you got a yoga master and you're reading horoscopes and you're getting acupuncture and you're doing all this sort of stuff. You're listening to, to uh, de demonize music with screaming horror music. If you're watching Harry Potter on television or reading their books and entertaining yourself with evil it is sin it's an abomination to god it's an open door to demons let me help you repent 
because through repentance you will gain righteousness and relationship with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you lazy? Lazy. Let me say the word lazy. The Bible says that diligence is man's precious possession. Are you diligent in the things of God? Are you diligent in what he's called you to do? He has given us so many stories about the good steward, what the man did with his talent. Is fear causing you to be lazy? Repent and be diligent. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And now that's the Holy Spirit coming upon your heart to bring forgiveness and the cleansing of the blood of Jesus Christ. He tonight only can make your soul righteous through his shed blood at Calvary. He can save you and he can sanctify you unto himself so that you are separated unto him. So that your heart loves him, is inclined to him and waits upon the Lord as a way of life so that you get rid of your idols of the heart and you make Jesus Christ Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Lord. Everyone say, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart. I repent of my sin. Come on in, Lord. Come on in, Lord. Be my Lord and Saviour. Wash me with the blood. Transform me from glory to glory by your Holy Spirit, Lord. I give you my all. I believe in you. Take me. Take me, Lord. Take me. I am your possession. Do with me whatever you will. I believe in you. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Praise God. I want to say those online who are watching God loves you. He loves you and welcome to the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.